Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is season 4, episode 53 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are covering um, Genesis chapters 18 to 23 in the week of February the 14th to February the 20th. Uh, And today we are going to move into Genesis chapter 21. You'll notice that we haven't really covered Genesis chapter 20. Um, It's a bit of an an unusual uh, experience uh, that we learn about in Genesis 20, and we're not going to spend very long on it. Simply that uh, they move um, into a land uh, where there is a ruler uh, there called Abimelech. And uh, Abimelech uh, desires Sarah to wife, uh, but... um, that um, Abraham tells Abimelech that she is his sister uh, in, in some way to try and preserve his life. For if he were to be found as Sarah's wife and this king wanted to, uh, if, if Abraham were found out to be her husband uh, and this, this ruler found that he was indeed the husband, then he may well have um, tried to, to remove him uh, from life uh, so that he could uh, marry this this woman. And I'd like to point out as well that considering we know that Sarah is over 90 years old, uh, this is obviously a great um, compliment uh, to Sarah and uh, the the kind of person that she must have been to be uh, desired as a wife at this stage, um, because it surely wouldn't have been to raise a posterity uh, to this king. And so uh, just again, I guess one thing we can learn from it is just how wonderful Sarah's personality and demeanour must have been uh, with, with individuals that she met with. However, it is a bit of an unusual one, uh, and, uh, and we're going to move on into Genesis chapter 21, because I want to focus uh, on from this point. So in verse 2 of Genesis chapter 21, as promised, for Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. So this promise is brought to pass. And for Abraham and Sarah, this is a great moment of rejoicing. And it just shows us the importance of patience and long-suffering. Spencer J. Condy said, quote, Important components of faith are patience, long-suffering, and enduring to the end. The Apostle Paul recounts the faith of Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, and Sarah, concluding that these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. These faithful saints knew that this earth life was a journey, not their final destination, close quote. This is a fulfillment of a promise that's been long awaited for decades for these two. Uh, And so this was obviously a a time of great rejoicing, joy and rejoicing. Uh, and in verse six, um, we've mentioned a couple of times the laughter uh, that Abraham and Sarah have had when they were told that they would have a son, particularly in their old age. And in verse six, we read, and Sarah said, God have made me to laugh so that all will hear or all that hear will laugh with me. Now, um, this again, root word, chachak. Uh, means to both laugh and to rejoice. And so this indicates that perhaps the laughter that Sarah had when she first learned that she would indeed have a son um, in her old age, perhaps was a um, reference to the joy that she has uh, when when he is born. Um, I think that that is 
a wonderful uh, image of just how um, the idea of this son was of, of, of great joy. And so, yeah, the name Isaac means to laugh, or uh, and I thought that was great. Um, moving forward, uh, we then read uh, about Hagar and Sarah, because, of course, now we have this situation where Hagar has produced a son for Abraham, uh, Ishmael, but now Sarah has also um, has given a, a son to Abraham also. There is some um, difficulty here because in verse um, 9, we actually read that the son of Hagar, the, the Egyptian, which she had born unto Abraham, was mocking. Uh, and so this indicates that uh, Hagar was um, mocking in the same manner uh, which his mother did, uh, if you remember when Hagar um, was mocking um, Sarah in the fact that she was able to um, produce and, and give a child to Abraham, but she wasn't. Uh, and so Sarah is unhappy with this and says to Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. And this is very difficult for Abraham, and it's very grievous in his sight that he should do this. But the Lord promises him that if he does what his uh, wife has asked him and sends Hagar and, and Ishmael away, that he will look after them uh, and that he will make a great nation from Ishmael, uh, which is what indeed happens. Uh, so the Lord is making sure that all those involved in this um, experience are cared for and treated uh, fairly. Um Eileen H. Clyde said, quote, Consider the Saviour's image when he spoke of the necessity of discerning truth. He likens knowing the truth to receiving living water. He tells the woman at the well, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who is it is that said to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldst have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. When I think of life-saving water and of wells, I also think of Hagar. Here, hers is a complicated family story. She is forced alone into the wilderness of Beersheba with her young son, Ishmael. In due time, the water and bread she has taken with her into the desert are consumed, and thirst and hunger overwhelm her and her little boy. Because she cannot bear to hear the cries of her son, the record tells us that she puts him in a shaded place and goes a good way off. There she lifts up her voice and weeps. In response, an angel of God comforts her, speaks comfort to her and reminds her that she is not forsaken. We, like Hagar, are required to see a well of water. We, like the woman at the well, must ask the Lord, give me this water that I thirst not, close quote. And indeed, as, um, as Sister Clyde referred to, um, they go into the wilderness. And we're not just talking about, you know, a little, little bit of hot sun kind of wilderness. This is desolate desert uh, where there is nothing uh, for miles and miles. Um, and she weeps because... She doesn't know where to go and she doesn't even know if they'll survive the journey that they have to go on. And yet the Lord speaks to Hagar out of heaven through the voice of the angel and asks her, what is there to fear? Uh, I will protect you. And in verse 19, it says, and God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the bottle with water and gave the lad drink. And this is just beautiful imagery. Again, we find in this Old Testament story that God opens her eyes. He doesn't uh, you know, conjure up a well from nowhere. He opens her eyes and helps her to see what there is in front of her. Uh, and that is a well of what would be for them living water. And of course, for us, our saviour um, is that well of living water to us. And 
we should aim to be able to have our eyes opened so that we can see him uh, in the distance calling us to come to him and be given um, the great um, blessing of life and of, of eternal life from his sacrifice that he has made for us. As we have been invited to do from the beginning of this Old Testament, we are to look for the Saviour in the lessons and the stories that we read. And he does, he does appear so many times in many different ways. And I think this is another way that we see his mercy and grace uh, prevalence in the lives of those who, um, who need it. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's a great uh, experience that we learn about. We're going to pause there uh, for our study. Uh, we're coming up to the ninth minute. Uh, and so we're coming to the, near the end of our time. Tomorrow and uh, Sunday, the final couple of days, we are going to address what is probably one of the most significant chapters uh, that we will be studying this week. And that is, of course, um, in reference to Abraham and the commandments he was given to sacrifice his only son and just all the parallels and analogies we can draw from that and what we learn for ourselves going through these Abrahamic trials. Thank you so much uh, for listening today. Please do continue to follow along with us uh, on our Facebook group. And until we meet again.